1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
3: It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. shout outs to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much to Super Producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York City. And more importantly, thank you to you. Yeah, everybody listening i don't care where you're at i'm glad that you're here this is the beginning pat yourself on the back you can always listen on the free odyssey app you can tune in on your local cbs sports radio affiliate damn it sirius xm channel 158 and if you got a smart speaker you can always ask it to play cbs sports radio we got a lot to talk about here over the next four hours it's been a busy day. We got things shutting down like Showtime Boxing, Showtime Sports is going away, and we got things heating up. Like the Phillies, they continue to stay hot. Right now, the Phillies are on their way to taking a 2-0 lead in the NLCS against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Phillies lead 3 to nothing. And if you needed to guess, every single one of those runs, all three of those runs came via the home run, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber hitting two home runs. Just a few minutes ago, he hit his second home run of the game. Kyle Schwarber has three home runs in the last two days, and the Phillies overall as a team, they have hit 14 home runs here this postseason. They are absolutely lighting it up. And you know what? I'm wrong. They have hit 15 home runs in the last four games alone, which is a postseason record. The Philadelphia Phillies are certainly on fire. Uh, It looks like the Phillies are on their way back to a World Series. I know, I know. They got two more games here. But damn it, they are on their way. And so we'll keep you up to date on the Phillies uh, beating up on these Arizona Diamondbacks as things continue on. Uh, It's been a busy day For the city of Philadelphia, Julio Jones signing with the Eagles. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bill Belichick, his seat continues to get hotter and hotter. He has one of his former disciples calling for his head. It doesn't doesn't get any easier for that. Speaking of calling for somebody's head, a lot of you may not know Trevor May, former reliever in Major League Baseball. I say former because he just retired. We've had Trevor May here on the show. And on his way out the door, pitching last season for the Oakland Athletics, he basically said what we all know. The Oakland Athletics are a trash organization. Angel Reese hooking up with Shaquille O'Neal and Reebok. Max Scherzer will be back on the mound tomorrow for the Texas Rangers. It'll be real interesting to see what he does there. Anthony Richardson for the Indianapolis Colts. Looks like he is shut down for the season. So we got a lot to discuss, Chef. How are you?
1: Doing good, Jared. Thanks for asking. How are you?
3: Good to hear. I am. I'm smooth, man. Just keeping up with with everything going on in in Philly right now. We got these these Phillies blasting away, and damn it, here they go trying to put more runs on the board. They got a man on first and second, two outs. It's just it's just nuts what the Phillies are doing. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Nobody expected them to to be here, be in this point. And uh, the, the Phillies are just kind of bringing them back down to earth. But we'll, we'll talk about that, this game, as it continues on. And looks like the Phillies are going to be able to put some more runs up on the board. This was big time for the Phils or the, the city of Philadelphia, uh, earlier today. Just kind of a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a surprise. When it came across that Julio Jones is going to join the Philadelphia Eagles, Julio Jones is signing with the Eagles on a one-year deal. This is pretty much one of those uh, back-end journeyman-type contracts because let's remember this. Julio Jones, he's an Atlanta Falcon. He basically forced the Falcons into getting his last huge, gigantic deal, and then he stunk, and then he went to Tennessee. And then last season, he played for $6 million In Tampa, he only played 10 games, had 300 yards and two touchdowns, and he didn't sign with any place, didn't sign with any singular team this past offseason. A little tough to do when you're 34 years old. Over the past several seasons, you've had a history of leg issues. And so Julio Jones is signing up with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to join A.J. Brown. He's going to hook up with Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, you still have uh, DeAndre Swift, who's certainly a threat out of the backfield as well. And so this man, Julio Jones, he, he's not no, no big-time acquisition. He's a matter of depth. I mean, that's, that's really all it is. If Julio Jones can actually stay healthy and get out onto the field and not pull a hamstring or a calf or have a foot or an ankle injury, The Eagles should be happy if Julio Jones goes out there and ends up with three to 400 yards receiving and maybe three to five touchdowns. That would be the best case scenario. And that's tough when you already have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. So this is a good look for Julio. He has another chance to compete for the Super Bowl that eluded him. Unfortunately, he was a part of that uh, 28-3 to debacle against the, the New England Patriots. And this was probably his his last chance because he cannot stay healthy. This news was broke on CBS Sports HQ earlier today. And Ryan Wilson, he came through to drop his own perspective.
4: This is it. I was like, oh, okay. This is interesting. This is an interesting development here. Look, they have Devontae Smith. You mentioned A.J. Brown and his relationship going back to Tennessee with Julio Jones. But there's not a lot behind those two players, number one. And number two, this offense hasn't quite looked like it did a year ago when Shane Stockton was the offensive coordinator. He, he, of course, is now in Indianapolis as the head coach. Brian Johnson has assumed an O.C. role, and this team just hasn't clicked. Uh, they've been off. It feels like every single game they were 5-0 and coming into last Sunday's game, which they eventually lost on, a, on the back of a three-interception performance by Jalen Hurts. And Devontae Smith isn't getting involved. A.J. Brown has seemed unhappy at times with his lack of involvement. And you just wonder, is this an an effort to to jumpstart the offense by any means necessary?
3: It could be an effort to jumpstart the offense by any means necessary. As the Phillies hit a uh, a two-out double, two-run, two-out double to extend the lead, to 5 to nothing, the Phillies are starting to pour it on here. Look, for, for the Philadelphia Eagles, Ryan Wilson is 100% correct here. Shane Steichen has now moved on to, to I guess, try and run the offense for the Indianapolis Colts. And the Eagles, they, they want to run the ball. And we have heard A.J. Brown complain about uh, his participation in the offense. And he has more targets and more receptions than anybody on the team. And so there's always going to be something to complain about. Devontae Smith is behind him. If anybody should complain, it should be Devontae Smith. But if you want to look for any type of a silver lining, Julio Jones is a complete wide receiver. Is he in his prime? Hell no. He's not going to be, you know, beating anybody in a foot race. He's not going to be jumping over folks every single damn time. But he has and always was a physical marvel. Is he durable? Has he lost a step? Oh, yeah, the answer is yes. But he can still go out there and play. At his peak, Julio Jones was like the perfect wide receiver. He could run routes. He could run pretty, pretty damn fast for his size. He could block at the line of scrimmage. He was unselfish. No one will ever tell you that Julio Jones was a diva wide receiver. No one will ever tell you that Julio Jones was about the stats of the numbers because he wasn't. People would actually get upset at Julio Jones for his lack of production in the end zone while his other teammates ended up with the six. He's like, hey, it's my job if I'm out there and they want to double team me and it opens up my teammates. All that matters is that we got the score. Yes, that actually came out of the mouth of a wide receiver. And so he's going to bring something to the Eagles. Is it going to be production? Probably not. It's depth. It's a sounding board. Devontae Smith looks up to this dude. A.J. Brown is his buddy, is his friend. And all things considered, this man still has reliable hands. If he is healthy, he is going to bring something to this team. And, yeah, the Eagles need it. They just lost to the New York Jets. Jalen Hurts is basically sitting right there with Jimmy Garoppolo when it comes down to the interception lead at quarterback in the NFL. Nobody wants to lead the damn league in interceptions. And, and Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate last year. And as I speak right now, this very moment, this second, he has both seven touchdowns passing and seven interceptions. That ain't MVP worthy. I know somebody called last night and wanted to bury Jalen Hurts, why did they give him the money? I just think the dude is on a bad stretch. He had a bad game. Three INTs against the New York Jets. Everybody's entitled to it. Let's see how these Philadelphia Eagles bounce back on Sunday. America will have a chance to watch. The Dolphins will take on the Eagles. We got power and strength. We hear about this damn tush push with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we know what the Dolphins do. They're just off to the damn races. And so it's going to be fun to see if Julio can, A, stay healthy, and B, whether or not the Eagles can can get it together. They're going to be tested trying to keep up with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going to put up points. Let's see what the Eagles go out there and do. And as I told you, the Phillies continue to put up points the Phillies just scored another run. It is six to nothing in the seventh. The Arizona Diamondbacks here being blanked again against the Phillies. Ugh. Last night, loss, tonight, looking like another loss. The way things are going, looks like the Phillies are going to walk out of this one with a 2-0 lead, and Arizona is going to have to pray that they could pick up something at home. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. What do you think about the Eagles picking up Julio Jones? It's nice to have some veteran depth, but I'm not expecting a whole lot. Dale is calling from Birmingham. Hey, Dale, you're on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Hey, Dale. Look, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Julio Jones just want to win. He 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 wanted to do that any way he any way, any way he was. Like you said, the numbers didn't matter for him. You know that's a good acquisition for them. But Dallas
3: should have kept him. Dallas should have kept him. Who should? Well, Dale, I, I who I can barely hear you. Who Dallas should have kept him. Dallas, Yeah. Who the, the he, Dallas Cowboys. Julio
5: Jones is that guy. I'm just saying if they get really. They to me they get rid of all their good players. But he's a, he, he's gonna be a good wide receiver, a reliable receiver for for Philly. Okay, yeah, he he is there.
3: But well, thank you for calling from Alabama, Julio. He he ain't suited up for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe Dale was playing Madden and and put Julio in a Cowboys uniform. Julio Jones went from Atlanta, he played for Tennessee, he played for Tampa Bay last year, and all things considered, over the past three seasons, he really ain't play at all because he's been dealing with a variety of injuries. And so he played 10 games last season, barely played. Played 10 10 seasons, or excuse me, 10 games the year before, barely played. Final year in Atlanta, in the pandemic year, he played nine games, barely played. He has had a history of leg issues. And in 2019, he basically stuck up Arthur Blank in the offseason, tried to push himself into a a contract extension, which he received. And then he basically pushed his way out the door after he was paid. And Arthur Blank was just like, hey, man, I I thought we were friends. I just paid you. Julio Jones is just like, man, I'm all about the business. I'm all about the paper. And so, no, Julio didn't play for no Cowboys. Over the past couple of seasons, he's barely played. Maybe things will be easier with with guaranteed limited snaps here for Philadelphia. The Eagles could certainly use a warm body if he can go provide it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. The Philadelphia Eagles are trying to get back on track for this season, even with one loss against the New York Jets. And the Phillies, well, damn it, they're in action right now. Six to nothing, they lead the Diamondbacks. They are just pouring it on. A four-run sixth inning by the Phillies. They're warming their way up, I think, all the way to a World Series. I'm going to take your calls on the other side of the break. If you want to hit me up online, I am at JR Sport Brief everywhere. When we come back, I, I, I know these Eagles are trying to get back on track. Did you see this crap last night? Did you see the Chargers play? Brandon Staley, newsflash. He still has a job today. I wonder how much longer that's going to last into the season. I want to talk about Brandon Staley on the other side of the break. I want to get into Belichick. I want to talk about Trevor May dissing the Oakland Athletics. I want to talk about Showtime saying no more Showtime boxing or sports. I want to talk about Max Scherzer and Anthony Richardson and Brock Bowers and Aaron Rodgers and Christian McCaffrey. We got a lot to do. It's a Tuesday night, the Jr. Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. You're
2: listening to the Jr. Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. wants to hear from you call him now at 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4227 it's
3: the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio before we went to break I gave you an update on the Phillies they're only up six to nothing against Arizona I also told you that the Philadelphia Eagles decided to add Julio Jones to add some depth to their wide receiver room behind A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And uh, they're trying to turn things around. The Eagles are trying to turn things around after that loss to the New York Jets. There was a team last night on Monday Night Football that suffered an even uglier loss, and this is something that they're familiar with, especially in the close games, and that happens to be the Los Angeles Chargers. I still want to call them the San Diego Chargers so damn bad. I so do. But anyway, they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. America watched them lose. The final score was 20-17. to Unfortunately, Justin Herbert threw an interception at the end of the game that pretty much sealed it. And this is not foreign territory uh, for the Chargers. When it comes down to losing close games, they are the Kings. When you talk about the most losses by three points or less over the last two seasons, only the Denver Broncos have more. That's 7 the Chargers have six. And really, since the start of last season, 2022, the Chargers have had 11 of their 24 regular season games end in a three-point or less difference. And that includes the postseason. And we know what happened in the postseason. They, they ended up losing to those uh, Jacksonville Jaguars after they choked it away, uh, 27 to absolutely Nothing. And so this is unfortunately a complete you-know-what show uh, for the Chargers. Brandon Staley is picking up where Anthony Lynn uh, left off some maddening decisions at the end of games and and not being able to get over the hump. And I think the largest issue here uh, for the Chargers is their defense. Year after year after year, their defense is pathetic. It puts the offense into a position where they are always in a shootout Uh, We talked about this last night but had a difference of opinion when it came to Justin Herbert between Shep and I. Justin Herbert has to pick up a lot of the slack. And and having said that at the same time over the past couple of seasons, because they're always playing from behind, he's actually one of the league leaders in game-winning drives and and comebacks because he has to. And so he's left with no choice but to go out there and throw the ball uh, 40-plus times a lot. And the Chargers just stink. You know, last week I gave you a top six list, head coaches on a hot seat. Brandon Staley, his seat is hot. Like the Chargers deserve better. The fans in San Diego, they've always deserved better. And just ultimately, anybody who's a fan of the Chargers, whether you're in L.A. or San Diego or some other part of California or any place on earth, they deserve a team that can actually play a complete game and maybe a defense that can be tough enough to stop somebody. Maybe they need to find Sean Merriman and pair him up with Khalil Mack. I mean, it's just, it's just sad what's going on. And last night after the loss, Brandon Staley, I guess he's trying to find the silver lining lying to every human being who would take a listen. Listen to this.
2: Yeah, we're one of the top third-down teams in the NFL, and uh, we, we rushed really well tonight. We covered really well tonight. So, I mean, they made a couple plays, but, you know, I wouldn't change any of the calls. We're in really good defenses for, you know, the type of, you know, matchups that they have in, at receiver. And, you know, obviously against a, a mobile quarterback, you know, we, were, we rushed five on one of them, but, um, you know, just we didn't make the, the plays down the stretch, you know, to, to win on defense.
3: Yeah, what the hell else is new, bro? What else is new? You never win nothing. It's not a close game that you'd win. You 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 race, you get to the finish line, and you trip and fall and bust your head open. Eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two four CBS. Rolando, calling from San Diego. You on the JR Sport B Show? What's up, Rolando?
6: Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? It was, uh, hey, same. Uh, you know what? Just a different day with the Chargers, man. I went to a to a bar yesterday here, here in uh, San Diego, and I, I watched a game, and it, it just wasn't the same as it used to be when they were here. I mean, there's still fans, but when I used to go before they when they were here, that you couldn't even get a table. Like it was jam packed, and they, uh, there was just Charger fans all over the place. But there's still Charger fans watching, like myself. Where there's still fans here in San Diego. Um, I just want to say, man, that. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert, I mean, he's considered, you know, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, but he had a chance to win. Like, we need him to be clutch, man. Right? Like, he had a chance at the end, and he just, the whole the whole game he was off. He was receivers, and like you said, the defense um, was uh, giving up big plays like they always do. Well, so I- I'll put it to you this way.
3: When you have to play catch-up, and throw the ball as much as he does. You're not going to have the same type of success rate. Like he is, since he's been in the league, he's not just put up a crap ton of yards. He's one of the leaders when it comes back to to game-tying drives and game-winning drives because they're always playing from behind. And so when you got to throw the ball around the way he does, yeah, he stunk last night, but you you ain't going to bat 1,000 every time around like there's so much that he has to go out there and do. It's not like he has a defense that he can rely on. This guy has to throw the ball
6: all the damn time, man. No, I mean I I, I agree but the play calling was it wasn't good, man. They didn't even try to run with Eckler. So um I just I, I, I think that uh, we really needs to go, man, and uh, next year Belichick is going to be available, Bring in a Uh-oh. defensive coach just like Belichick, Ugh. like how- Sha, like Mari was, and he and he took us to to the playoffs, and wow. I think we need that
3: Rolando I, I'll tell you this, man, if Bill Belichick gets the boot, I, I don't know if he's going to relocate to anywhere but his his couch or a yacht that 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 might be the next move for Bill Belichick if he ends up anywhere. Tony is calling from Alabama. You're on CBS Sports Radio.
5: Hey, guy. How's it going, man? Thank you for taking my call. But at some point, when are we going to start to hold Justin Herbert accountable? Uh, this guy is the Kevin Love of the NFL. A whole bunch of empty calories for stats and no wins. He does not get it done in the big game, in the big situation. He is the dick, as Dick Vitale used to say, he's the all airport team. He looks good in the airport. He looks good in, in warm-ups. But he does not get it done. And, so,
3: and, and, how – I'm sure maybe you did and maybe you did. I'm sure you were probably calling in at the same time I just spoke to the the last dude. When you look at the defenses that this man has played with over the past several seasons, the Chargers are always, and not even in the bottom half, They are in the bottom third. They are in the bottom fourth of of points allowed since he's come into the league. He's had to throw the ball 40 and 50 times. When it comes to one-run games, or not one-run games, but one-score games, they're they're in the toilet. You, You can't just pin that all on him. He has had historically bad coaching and awful defenses. And so when you think about what he's not doing, you have to counter in how many times he's having to clean up, man. Hey, I
5: understand what you're saying, but at some point if you're going to be an elite-level quarterback, you've got to elevate your team, and he cannot do that. He is Dak Prescott in a whole lot of ways. He is a very good quarterback, but he is not elite. And people well, need to I'm understand- not-
3: well, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with that. I wouldn't call him elite. I'm not going to call him Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to throw him in the gate of, uh, of uh, you know, a Joe Burrow because he, he hasn't had that success. And so I'll agree with you there. But I'll tell you this much. Those guys that you just named, even for someone like Patrick Mahomes, or if you even take a look at the Bengals and the type of defenses that they have put out onto the field, those two guys – Haven't had to go out there and throw 40 to 50 times every game on bottom fourth defenses. That's the difference, man. That's the difference. I get it. Just nobody's going to confuse Justin Herbert with being uh, Patrick Mahomes or he's one, two, or three. Those guys don't have to play mop-up, man, all the damn time. All the time. All the time. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. SA calling from Houston. What's on your mind, SA? You're on CBS Sports
7: Radio. JR, how's it going, my man? Really good conversation happening right now. Uh just quickly wanted to mention about the Eagles. It was a really tough loss that they took to the Jets. But I'm not really worried about them. Um uh, I think they're gonna come get back on get back on their feet. I think they're gonna be perfectly fine, but their schedule was pretty daunting. Now, one question I had for you, Jr. You know, you talk about teams like the Chargers, right? And and their ability to just choke games away, like the way they did last night with his interception to the Cowboys' defense. Who do you think are you know the top teams out of the AFC and the NFC? You know, so far this you know so far in Week Six. I mean, who do you, who do you think is really strong from both uh, both conferences? Well,
3: to answer, and the Eagles will certainly be a part of that. I'm also not worried about the Eagles. I do think that we might have a lot of people who are going to be ready to jump from a rooftop if they don't go out there and beat the Dolphins, which is a real possibility. Uh, they, they'll still be uh, contenders, if you ask me, in the NFC. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are going to be contenders, depending on how many points they can put up. I, I think, and this is a real, this is something to, to overlook, When we start getting into January and the Miami Dolphins have to play somewhere where it's, I don't know, 10 degrees or 5 degrees, is Mm -hmm. it going to be the same type of Miami Dolphins? Uh, I'll be eager to see what they look like when it gets real, real cold outside and the competition stiffens up. But Miami's looking good. I like Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore. Uh, Those are my favorite teams in the AFC. And I know the 49ers are dealing with a bunch of injuries right now—Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. I still like them. Obviously, Detroit is there in the mix. Uh, Philadelphia—and man, it, there's not a team in the NFC South I think is is worth even talking about.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the Lions are, are probably my favorite team right now. Man, I just what they're doing right now is pretty pretty incredible. They're five and one and. You know they got a really good schedule, and it's, it remains to be seen how they'll do. You know, going into the end of the season. I, you know, last last thought before you know I, I go. I think the Chargers just got to work on their defense, man, and, and really just finishing games. Every single game that I've watched, they've put up, they've allowed more than 20 plus points, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. They gotta, they gotta change some things up, man.
3: Yeah, not it. are a turnstop. Thank you, Sa, for calling. Uh, from Houston. 855 212 cbs It's the JR Sport Brief Show. I'm going to get to more of your calls on the other side of the break. And, and one of our callers here basically said that Bill Belichick, whenever he's given the boot, that the Chargers need to just go ahead and bring Bill Belichick in. And I'm like, you think Bill Belichick going cross country? I think whenever Bill Belichick is done coaching, I don't think we're going to see this guy ever again. Matter of fact, we'll talk about Bill Belichick on the other side of the break. I want to get some more of your calls. And what a shock, what a surprise. The Phillies are still handing
2: out more of a beatdown.
3: It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I do think you're one of the best people in radio right now. Hands down. I've heard everybody. You got the gift.
6: And I appreciate you know your
2: intelligence and your honesty. Call in now at 855 212 4 cbs
3: The Phillies are just they're in batting practice right now. Ten to nothing, the Phillies are smashing Arizona. At this point in time, I expect like uh, a mercy rule. There's no mercy rule. Like there's no reason to watch or pay attention now besides seeing how many more runs the Phillies can go out there and put on the board. That's it. It's the bottom of the seventh. The Phillies are still at bat. They got two guys on and two out. Would anybody be shocked if they hit another home run or hit another double? The answer is no. They're just destroying Arizona right now. It's a, it's abuse. Somebody calls somebody. I don't know who the hell you're going to call, but somebody calls somebody. Uh, speaking of abuse, one of our callers last hour, and I don't think he was joking, he basically said, and, and, and while the things have happened, he's like, listen, Jr. Uh, whenever the New England Patriots finish up with Bill Belichick or Belichick and the Patriots are through with each other, maybe Belichick can come over here to San Diego, excuse me, Los Angeles, and save the Chargers. And I'm like, come on, man. You think Bill Belichick wants another project when this is done? I can imagine when he's finished, they're gonna be teams that are interested, but wouldn't he just quit? Wouldn't he just ride around on a yacht? Wouldn't he just I don't know, consult? I, I have no idea what he's gonna do. He's not gonna coach forever. Is he gonna go away? I, I have no idea, but he's certainly on a hot seat. And Bill Belichick can't catch a break right now. The New England Patriots are 1-5. They just lost to the Raiders 21-17. to They got the Buffalo Bills coming up next. The Bills stunk in their victory against the New York Giants, barely winning against the New York Giants. And so you can expect the Bills to try to bounce back. And they they just terrible right now. Offense stinks, can't score points. Uh, Bill Belichick is trying to jump into that 300 300 win regular season club with george hallis and don shula and he may have to wait until next season at the rate that they're going right now and now the man even has teddy bruschki
8: talking crap about him
3: take a listen to this from espn i mean this is supposed to be one of his disciples
8: I think Bill Belichick is considering it, and I also think Robert Kraft is the one that has to start to consider, is it time to move on? Because right now, if they get a top-five pick, Mr. Kraft has to decide if Bill is the right one to take one of those three, four quarterbacks, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be that you can possibly get, and if he wants to start over with Bill. that's uh, That's Mr. Kraft's decision. That's an owner's responsibility. Bill always talks about doing your job, and that is Mr. Kraft's job to consider. But the, meet, the, the wins now, I said this on the NFL countdown, Sunday NFL countdown yesterday. Bill, I have always known Bill to only coach for meaningful wins. Meaningful in terms of division championships, playoff wins, Super Bowls. It, it's shifted now. The meaningful wins are now all for him. All right, it's for the Shula mark. Isn't that over all of him right now, yeah. all of the, the organization? Sure. Yes. The 18, he needs to get Shula. I mean, there's I think it's eight more until all-time loss record also. So, I mean, that's what it's all about, though. That's never what I knew Bill to coach for and to coach, for, like, the goal being. So is it all about Shula? Because if it is, we really got to look in the mirror and say, where are we going in the future? And that's, that's a tough decision for Mr. Kraft.
3: Man, ain't this, come on now. That's that's a reach. The man is is trying to coach to win games. I mean, is he waking up thinking that he's gonna win a Super Bowl? No. But the fact is he wants to develop and win games. And and what may come will come when it comes to how many victories he gets and joining Hallis and Shula. But let's I don't think Bill Belichick wakes up and goes, I just need to get that. I I I don't think that's fair. And it's not just his own former players who are starting to kick Bill Belichick when he's down. How about Adam Butler? Now plays on the Raiders, used to play for the Patriots. He said he lost respect for Bill Belichick. You know, after the game, he said Bill Belichick couldn't even give him, give him the courtesy of a, hello, how are you, goodbye, see you later, didn't say anything. Listen to what Adam Butler had to say.
7: It did make me very uh, upset that, you know, Bill didn't even have the respect for me to say anything after the game. You know, not even congratulate not you know, tell me, you know, you look good or you don't look good, whatever, you know, kiss my ass something. But he didn't, didn't say anything, you know, so kind of felt, you know, disrespected, made me feel kind of, you know, made me feel better. And I know Coach Belichick has bigger things to worry about, obviously, you know, they're going through a, through a tough time. But I mean, she a way, like something, you know, but
5: nothing.
3: Aww. Bill Belichick hurt his feel. Bill Belichick really acknowledges the other coach at the end of a game, and he's expecting Bill Belichick. I know he's halfway joking, buddy. What do you want Bill Belichick to say to him? kiss my ass or something hey, Belichick ain't think about it
7: did he did he stick out Bill belichick?
3: I mean Bill Belichick is not looking for anybody right that that guy's at midfield and he's gone he's doesn't do a damn thing eight five five two one two four c b s it's eight five five two one two for cbs the game is over that guy is like a ghost ryan is calling from charlotte you're on cbs sports radio
6: hey what's up man
3: how are you live on the radio
6: i'm good i'm good um so quick
4: quick thought um so let's say the patriots do continue to lose and they are maybe a top five team when it comes draft time what do you think about the patriots maybe getting caleb williams and i mean Bill Belichick can win with smart quarterbacks. We've seen that with Tom Brady. What do you think about that? Uh,
3: I don't think it's – I mean, we can throw out any quarterback. And I know Caleb Williams hasn't had the best uh, couple of weeks here throwing around uh, more interceptions than you would even think. I know Pennix Jr. certainly looking good right now. And so let's, let's forget about whatever the quarterback or whoever it is. Who the hell is the quarterback throwing to? I mean, one of the best wide receivers that they actually developed over the past few years is now playing on the Raiders, and that's Jacoby Myers. And so it's it's not just about the QB. There's a whole lot more development that the New England Patriots need. And when you think about Bill Belichick and how much longer he plans to actually coach, it's not a one-year fix for them to all of a sudden be back in Super Bowl contention. He's going to be 72 years old the beginning of next season he's going to be 72 years old come april and so uh, what do you think the patriots are going to be great again in three years is he going to be around do you want to go ahead and restart the clock with someone who can develop and grow with the young quarterback i mean this is something that maybe they they haven't thought about that they need to consider a little bit faster now what is the succession plan uh it's not just a matter of well, we can get a quarterback and we've solved our problems. What QB has that worked for? That didn't even work that way for Patrick Mahomes. What quarterback did that work out for? Nobody. 855 212 4CBS. It's 855 212 4CBS. Victor is calling from Mexico. Victor, you're on CBS Sports Radio
4: hi jr thanks for taking my call sure. uh r- really uh about the chargers uh i've been uh season well i was assistant season ticket holder for the chargers since 1971 i mean uh, uh i i learned my english at the stadium uh, uh, uh yeah, you, you learned, know i've you learned a lot of I've, bad words yeah a lot of cursing a lot of uh mm-hmm. you know a lot of a lot of punishment a lot of uh suffering with this team. Yeah. Uh, I was through the Holy Roller. I was through even uh, I, I – I don't think you recall a game, a playoff game with Dan Faust. He got intercepted five times against the Houston Oilers without Dan Pastorini, without uh, Earl Campbell and Kenny Burroughs. They were a dismantled team, and they came in and really just gave it to yeah. us. You, you saw I mean, the good and bad, it's bad it's of Air Coryell. Well, what tell me oh, yeah. about Air today? We we're
3: up against the break.
4: Okay, so uh, this it's about the ownership. I think in San Diego or, or the Chargers now, L.A. I still call them sometimes in San Diego. Which I wish they were here, but you know, it's about the ownership. Ownership is really stinks, and they, they just want a a bargain coach that can come in and fill the job and and do a mediocre job and just you know play along because. Even Spanos is in problems with the uh, with the families. Uh, I was French gonna I Spain. was gonna say that. Sell the team. The, the yeah, family sell the, the team and yeah, yeah. yeah. The so family,
3: I, the it, brothers are beefing as to what to do with the team. It's uh, well, yeah. we, we typically know things typically rot from the head down. Hey, Victor, I, ha- right. I have to I have to hit commercial. I appreciate one
4: you, more man. thing. One more thing, I, I, there, There's no
3: things. time, Victor. I mean, it's. I, I told you I got a commercial. What do you want me to do? I got to shut up and throw the commercial, man. Somebody has to be responsible around here. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. I also am going to update you on the Philadelphia Phillies smacking up Arizona. What's the latest score? Are they going to put up three more runs, four more runs, five more runs? It's 10 to nothing right now. Big time in Philly, man. They got a lot of sports going on. We'll talk about it. CBS Sports Radio. Don't move.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.